How do you train children's ministry leaders? Are your training experiences something that your leaders look forward to, or do they dread it? Well, if you'd like to learn a little more about how to create a compelling leader training experience, then stick around because that's what we're going to be talking about today on the Simple Kid Men Podcast, episode 15. Hey gang, welcome back to the Simple Kid Men Podcast, the podcast where we take the complicated world of children's ministry and boil it down to the things that matter most. Hey, my name is Jason Byerly. I am your host today, and we are going to be talking about leader training. Now, we want our leaders to be set up to thrive, to win, to be unleashed for effective ministry with kids and with families for God's glory. But there's a lot of things they kind of need to know to do that well. And even our veteran leaders who serve over the years need retooling and retraining and refreshing to help them to be at their absolute best for God's kids. So how do you do that? What are your training experiences like? Now, training can encompass a lot of different things. I mean, we could be talking about how we onboard and train new leaders to our ministry for the very first time. Or we could be talking about training leaders on a new initiative for children's ministry. Let's say you're rolling out a whole new check-in and check-out system in your children's ministry, and you need to do a training experience based around that. We could also be talking about refresher training for leaders, those leaders who have been on your team for a while and they just need some inspiration and encouragement and some sharpening of skills so that they can be at their absolute best. While training can look a whole lot of different ways, you may be talking about sitting in a classroom with 10 leaders and that's the group you're training. You may be on a stage with 200 leaders sitting in an auditorium doing a training like that with all the bells and whistles. You may be doing video training, something that you record and post to YouTube, or you may be doing like Facebook live training or some kind of a webinar or some other way that you deliver training to your leaders. Maybe it's in an email or on a children's ministry blog that you do for your leaders or whatever that vehicle is. There are some principles that really remain the same. It doesn't matter if you have three leaders in a room that you're training or 300. It doesn't matter if it's live or on video or text or whatever. There are some principles that I'm going to share with you today that I think will really help you to make your leader training experiences as compelling and engaging as possible. Now, when we hear the word training, that can really be just kind of uh, drag. It can have a negative connotation. And in a lot of churches, I know that people talk about it's really hard to get leaders to come to any kind of live training event, that training is something that is just required or kind of a necessary evil, something we have to do, something they have to attend. They don't really like it. We don't really like it. And yet training is really just discipleship. It's just an opportunity to help our leaders just to be able to unleash their potential in the kingdom a little bit more. There may be some truth that you share, some encouragement that you share, some discussion that takes place that will be just the thing that they need for this next season of ministry. So training doesn't have to be a bad thing. In fact, it can be an awesome thing. It can be the highlight of your year or month or week or whenever it is you do it. Now, in my context, 
our campuses do a lot of different kinds of training, big training, small training, specialized training. But today I'm going to share with you the principles that I use to put together an annual leader training for our small group leaders specifically. Those are the leaders who are on the floor with the kids who are spending the most time really ministering to kids week in and week out. They have the closest relationship with the kids, most interaction with the kids. And so we really gear our training towards this group of leaders. And I work really closely with that training because I'm really passionate about equipping those leaders and keeping a consistent message kind of across our ministry about how to do children's ministry really, really well. So this is an annual experience for us, something that each of our campuses will do every year. And there are some things that I've just learned along the way in putting some of these trainings together that I think will be a big help to you as you try to figure out what this looks like for your church. Okay, let's jump right into it. Today, I'm going to share with you five essential ingredients, five elements that I think every leader training experience needs to have to be as compelling, engaging as possible so that it will capture the minds, the imaginations, the hearts of your leaders and really unleash them to their full kingdom potential with your kids and families. All right, without further ado, let's jump into it. This is what I think every leader training experience needs to have. First of all, it needs to have some fun and lots of it. I mean, come on, this is children's ministry we're talking about, people. It's kids, it's Jesus. And if you can't have fun putting those two together, you are in the wrong ministry. Fun is a kid's native language. And for so many of the people who work with kids, they have fun spirits and love to play and love to smile and laugh. And if you can plug into that, that's going to get your audience's attention. A lot of children's ministry leaders are just big kids, so invite them to play. Now, make your training venue inviting and fun. Start there. Where are you doing this? Where are you hosting this? So if this is a live event, use colorful tablecloths and creative play settings. This year, our training is focused on the idea of shaping the future. So we're going to have Play-Doh and a deck of game cards out on the tables with some instructions. And the idea is that they'll have some cards of objects that they need to make out of Play-Doh to get the rest of the people at the table to guess. So it will kind of get them playing a little bit and we'll also introduce this idea of shaping the future. Bust out the balloons, make your decorations look awesome. And if you're doing this training on video or Facebook Live or whatever, make sure your background is fun and engaging and just make sure you have fun with your audience as you're presenting that material. Hey, if this is a live event, provide food. Come on, food is awesome. We all love to eat. So bust out the cupcakes or donuts or ice cream. Or if you're in a healthy kind of mood, you can serve fruit or vegetable trays. Just whatever your team would love. That's really what it comes down to. We did a chili bar one year for our training, and it was a huge hit and was very affordable. But it was super fun because we had all these different toppings and fixings out on the table, and everybody got to go and kind of build their own awesome chili experience there. All right, so it's got to be fun or you're not getting anywhere. So then let's also talk about how you make it focused, okay? Now, you may have a lot of things that you want to tell your leaders, a lot of information that you want to impart onto them, but you can't tell them everything. If you try to, it's going to just become white noise, information overload, and they are going to drown you out and they're going to walk away with remembering nothing. So here's my challenge to you. Take all the things that you would love to tell your leaders at your next training experience and boil it down to the three and only three most important things. Now, here's another catch to that. 
make sure at least one of those three things is a next level challenge. Now, you may have some housekeeping details or what I call kind of the basic nuts and bolts of ministry that you need to share. Now, that's the stuff that makes your ministry just function with leaders um, week to week. Like, you need your leaders to read their lessons during the week so they know what they're doing. You need them to arrive early enough so that you're ready to open the rooms and welcome kids. You need them to, to let you know if they're going to be gone so you can schedule around that. So those are kind of housekeeping details, just stuff that's really in the weeds. You may have a big list of those things, but if that's all you share, well, that can feel more like a reprimand or at very least, it can be boring. You don't want to do that. You don't want to bore your leaders. You want to inspire your leaders. So you only get two of the three things to to share in that context, all right? And then the third thing really needs to be a next level challenge. Okay, so you only get two of your three things that can be a housekeeping detail. The other one has to be, has to be a next level challenge. Something that most leaders aren't doing right now, but that would take their leadership and their group or classroom to the next level. No one wants to be asked to do something small. Great leaders need a great challenge to keep them engaged and interested and plugged into your team. Otherwise, they'll get bored and they'll find some place that will challenge them. Okay, here are some of the challenges that we've done over the past few years. We've challenged our leaders to keep a prayer journal for their group so they can keep track of prayer requests and follow up on that from week to week. We've challenged them to do outside service projects or throw parties with their groups. We've challenged them to show up at kids' soccer games or send birthday cards or get well cards or we missed you cards. We've challenged them to invite a friend to come just check out children's ministry and see what serving looks like. Now, The next level challenge at your church could look very different than mine, but it just needs to be there. So pray about that. What's that next level challenge that even if 25% of your leaders did it would make a huge difference in the lives of your kids? Now, once you know what to say, what are those three things? The big challenge next is how are you going to say it? Which leads me to our last three points. Yeah, it needs to be fun. It needs to be focused, but it also needs to be inspiring. In his book called Start With Why, Simon Sinek says this, there are only two ways to influence human behavior. You can manipulate it or you can inspire it. Well, guys, I don't know about you, but I'm going to go on the inspiring side of that quote. The last thing that any of us want to do is guilt or shame our leaders into being on time or anything else we want them to do. We want to inspire them. We want to invite them to join God in what he's already doing in the lives of our families. We want them to pour their heart and soul into ministering to God's kids. And to do that, we need to turn on the inspiration and turn it on big time because life is crazy and busy and there are million priorities we all have. And in our times together with leaders, we need to remind them of why this matters, that they're not crazy for serving in children's ministry, that what they're doing has an eternal payoff, and that we're even seeing some of that fruit in the here and now. So let's say two of the three things you're communicating are those more mundane reminders, like be on time or stay off your phone during your group time or read your lesson. Okay, here's where you start. Here's how you bring the inspiration to that. Start by backing up and think about why does that even matter? What's the big deal that your leaders show up on time? What does it matter if they read their lesson before Sunday morning? Okay, so let's take the leader showing up on time. What does it matter? Why why is it a big deal? 
Okay, think about this, because kids can't wait to tell their leader about their week, and they need a listening ear the second they walk in the door. Some kids may have a hard time with drop-off, and they need a friendly face to make them feel welcomed and loved to encourage them to stay. At my church, drop-off time is the most unstructured part of the day, and it's really the place where we have the most opportunities for relationship building and taking advantage of teachable moments and just that kind of impromptu ministry where the Holy Spirit uh, sometimes does his best work. So if you think about those things, that a kid can't wait to tell you about their week, that a kid may need your help transitioning into the environment, that you have great relational opportunities in those first 15 minutes or so of the service, Well, in that context, being on time is a no-brainer. Of course I want to be there on time. I don't want to miss that. That's why I signed up for children's ministry, because I want to make a difference in the lives of our kids. Who would want to miss out on that kind of a great ministry opportunity? Okay, so that's just one example. Now, just think about every piece of information you need to communicate. And remember, you only get three. And for each one of those, make them an inspiration sandwich. How do you do that? Well, paint the big picture vision of why this matters Give them the info, kind of the nugget of information they need to know, be on time, whatever. And then add another slice of bread on the backside of that sandwich, another slice of inspiration. And a great way to do that is with our next point, include a relevant story. Tell stories about your ministry that illustrate your point. Now, relevant stories, I think, really are the lifeblood to compelling training. Why? Because they're evidence that what leaders are doing matters. Most of the times, these stories are going to be positive and are going to show them how God is already using leaders like them in children's ministry. Occasionally, some of these may be more cautionary tales. They may be a story about a time when A leader missed a great opportunity for ministry and why it's so important for all of us to keep our eye on the ball because we don't want to miss out too. So relevant stories really are the things that bring your training to life. Now, in one of our previous trainings at my church, I shared a story about an eighth grader who was volunteering as a tech one day at one of our large group programs. And after the program was over, he approached one of our leaders and I got to see this kid tell this leader what a difference he had made in his life. And that back when he was in third grade, he had this leader as his small group leader and that this guy really had changed his life. And he was now volunteering as an eighth grader in children's ministry because of this leader. Well, you can imagine this small group leader was floored. His jaw was pretty much on the floor. It was awesome because here we are five years removed from the small group experience. Now he was getting to see the fruit of what he'd invested in those kids. And when I'm up there sharing that with a whole group full of leaders, they start to see, wow, maybe God's doing the same thing through me now, even if I don't realize it. And here's just a little side note to that story. That eighth grade kid just left for college a few weeks ago, heading off to Bible college, going into full-time ministry, because that is the difference that a great children's ministry and student ministry experience can make in the life of a kid. I think one of my favorite stories that I ever shared with our leaders was the day that I read an email from a parent about a husband and wife leader team who'd made a huge difference in their daughter's life, and that really this couple had made church a place that she loved to go. In the email, the parent thanked the leaders for what they meant to their family and just went on and on and on about them. Now, the cool thing about this was that I didn't share that email with those leaders until this live training event. So I got to read this email in front of all of our children's ministry leaders who were at that event, 
and honor this couple publicly for the investment they had made in this girl. I can guarantee you they still remember that to this day, and it made an impact on everybody in the room. Now, those kinds of stories are gold for training because they take what you're communicating and they show the life change that's possible when leaders are fully engaged with God and their kids. Now, finally, there's one more ingredient that you're going to want to have in your leader training, and that is clear, actionable next steps. You want to make sure that leaders know exactly what they need to do coming out of your training. Give them a next step. Now, let me give you an example of this. In one year, we asked our leaders to spend five minutes a week praying for their kids, five minutes reading through their lesson, and five minutes thinking of a personal story that they could share with their group that would be relevant to what they were teaching that week. Now, you may think, wow, five minutes going over your lesson, don't you want them to do more than that? Five minutes praying, don't you want them to do more? Well, of course we do. But that five-minute challenge really sounds doable. You know, it's a baby step. For somebody who's never done this, five minutes, you think, okay, I could do that. Now, obviously, what we hope would happen is if they committed to doing that each week, that they would lose track of time and actually end up praying more for their kids or, or going over their lesson for a longer period of time or thinking about a story that they could really use as a great way to bring the point home. And so that five minutes, though, was a great, tangible, clear next step. And we sent them some reminders afterwards and gave them some things that would help them to continue to remember that five-minute challenge. So for this year's takeaway, we're actually asking the leaders to come up with their own action steps. We're trying to inspire them as they think about shaping the future, to think about the legacy they're leaving in children's ministry. I mean, what do they hope that kids will remember about them 25 years from now? What words would they want the kids to use to describe them as they remembered this leader from their childhood? And once we get them to think about that, we're going to ask them, what are two or three action steps that you could take this Sunday to begin earning that legacy? So for example, if a leader said, hey, I would love for kids in 25 years to remember that I made them feel like the most important person in the world. Okay, what's an action step that goes with that? Well, get down on their level, get down on your knees when you talk to them and, and make eye contact. That could be one. Or learn their names or just give them a high five and greet them enthusiastically every week they come into children's ministry. Whatever it is, our leaders are going to have the opportunity to make a personalized action step. And then since they've created the challenge, our hope is that they will be more likely to follow through with it. Now, whatever your takeaway is, just make sure it's clear, it's concrete, and it's doable. Now, also, if you can give your leaders a fun way to remember it, well, that's even better. Just use your children's ministry skills in the same way you would teach kids, teach your leaders the same way. Like for one training, we talked about how leaders are God's gift to the kids that they serve. And so we gave each of them a small gift box. And inside this gift box were some fun trinkets that, that we used to remind them of what we were teaching. So we had them open the gift box toward the beginning of the training. And as I taught the training, I had a giant gift box on stage. And all the stuff that was in their tiny gift box, I had big versions of, giant props to use for each of the main points I was teaching about. And then they had smaller versions of it. So for example, on stage in my big gift box, I pulled out a giant clock. And in their little gift box, we had a stress ball that was shaped like a clock. And we talked about the importance of being on time and really investing our time in the kids. And it was fun and interactive to have them 
you know, doing things out in the audience as as we went through the training. So they weren't just sitting there bored. They had something to do, had something fun they pulled out, and had a way to remember the points that we were talking about. And hopefully they would take that stress ball or some of the other things they pulled out of that box and maybe put them on a shelf. And it would just be a little reminder that would trigger uh, some inspiration even after this event has passed. Well, that's it. When it comes to training, just make it fun, focused, and inspiring. Use relevant stories from your ministry and clear, actionable steps. And not only will your leaders look forward to training experiences, they'll be moved by them, changed by them, and will become more effective ministers to kids because of the time you invested in them. Our simple takeaway today is create unforgettable training experiences. Now, whether it's 10 of you in a small classroom or 200 people in an auditorium, whether it's live or online, whatever the shape and size of your training, just make it awesome because the more you pour into your leaders, the more that they're going to turn around and pour into your kids. Our verse for the day is 2 Peter 1.15. Peter writes, And I will make every effort to see that after my departure, you will always be able to remember these things. Now, Peter knew that he wasn't going to be around forever, so he needed to invest in people. He needed to disciple people and train people so that the gospel would continue on and on and on. And we have the same responsibility. We won't be leading in the children's ministry where we serve forever. So it's our responsibility to train up leaders, to raise up the next generation, to equip people so that they can be released to do incredible ministry in Jesus' name. Well, that about wraps it up for today. Thanks for listening. I hope you found this helpful, and I hope that you will try to incorporate some of this into a training experience at your church. If you do, I would love to hear about that. I would love to hear how that went or if it was helpful. You can email me at jason at simplekidmen.com, and I'll get right back to you. I'd love to hear um, if you've tried some of this stuff out and how it works for you. Have a great week serving those leaders. Have a great week serving your kids and families, and I hope that your children's ministry this week is absolutely amazing. I'll see you next time. If we were-